This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're watching the Paddle in Fin Podcast Network. Welcome to the Rusty Hook Podcast, presented by Big Lake Bait Company. Feel free kayaks, sea, prolithium, and dubro fishing, raw and unfiltered. Streaming on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Bringing you gear reviews and candid interviews from the industry's best. Angler profiles, tournament news, and legendary knowledge from kayak fishing's best. Grab that cold drink and get settled in. Now here's John Rapp, our host. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. Streaming live here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network via Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, now known as X. Uh, yeah, you can find our shows uh, on those locations. I'm also streaming... Uh, live on my West Virginia Kayak Anglers Facebook page. So all of the West Virginia Kayak Anglers, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you guys along tonight. Um, season 2, Episode 4 of the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. And welcome. Going old school. Bringing back the OG. As you guys know, I've talked about it several times over the past few weeks. That uh, I made a trip to Texas, went down and did some work with Z-Pro Lithium. And uh, while I was there, I got to meet with my good friend and comrade, Chris Payne. We had lunch, spent the uh, afternoon together just reminiscing and talking about all things fishing and life and etc. So, But uh, we, uh, while we were talking, we were like, we need to get get together and do some stuff more on the rusty hook and chris is like yeah let's do it man my he he's found the time to come back on and join me here um so we're gonna bring him on the show here in a little bit guys also want to remind you that uh hey big john another west virginia kayak angler here. but i want to remind you guys um as me and John were talking earlier today on the phone about our Paddle and Finn podcast two-day tournament in April. So check this out, and then I'm going to give you some details. I want to remind you guys about that.
Okay, so that show is up, and it is on Tourney X, the show, the show, the tournament. This tournament is going to be outstanding. It's the fifth year we've been down at Del Hollow with Eastport Marina and Richard Devine Company. Um, everything will be held at Eastport Marina, uh, so there won't be any trips to go up to the farm back and forth. I think uh, everybody will enjoy that. We uh, have Richard came on the show last night, so and was telling everyone that if you reach out to him, we got houseboat rooms for everybody. Get your posse together, get six or seven of you, four or five of you, travel together, go down, port, uh, uh, moor your kayaks at the docks, and just launch every morning 10 feet out from the houseboat and go fish. It is a, a great relaxing way to do it. And then throw in the two day tournament, hundred bucks entry fee. That includes your big bass fees. And uh, as Richard stated yesterday, if you were around for us last year, we had payouts of $2,000 over $2,000 for big bass. Now, I suspect that's going to be real similar to how we will do things again this year. Uh, once Brian uh, makes all the decisions on how we're going to do it. And uh, it is a great time. Um, as John has pointed out, we, we go down there, we relax, we have fun. A lot of us guys, like right now outside my door, I got 12 to 14 inches of snow on the ground. Granted, it's starting to melt off. We're starting to warm back up this week. But uh, we can't get out and do what we want to do. We can't get out and fish and enjoy our time in the water because it's winter time and you get cabin fever and you're ready to move on and you're ready to get down to a great location, world-class smallmouth. I mean, go look at Tourney X from last year and look at the results. Uh, I mean, we had guys putting in 90 plus inches of bags fish. The tournament winner for two days had over 200 inches of fish. Just a great time. So make sure you check that out. Um, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna bring on Chris. I think he is he's setting up in the mad kitchen. If you watched when Chris was on the show before, when he gets on, he likes to talk about his passion, which is building plastics. Uh, he is Chris has been a lo- around a long time. He was one of the first people I ever met when I got in the industry and got started kayak fishing. At the very first first KBF event I went to in in, in, in Tennessee back in 2014, he was working with KBF. He was selling merchandise behind the counter, selling Hook One stuff. Um, I think he might have been the Hook One manager at one time. I mean, the dudes got history back when... And a lot of you guys are only probably don't even know what Hook One was, but uh, Hook One was huge back in the day um, when kayak fishing was getting started. Um, John Gillespie, I expect you to be there, brother. We're going to have a good time. I got some shine lined up for us. But uh, anyway, Chris, he wrote for KBF Magazine. He's got Paint Outdoors. He's done seriously hundreds of articles on the industry, on product. Um, so go make sure you look out painoutdoors.com, uh, like, and subscribe to his Facebook pages. Uh, but now he's got big Lake bait company and we'll let him talk about how he came up with that name and the products that he has without further ado, Chris Payne, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks, John. Appreciate, appreciate it. Well, it's kind of like coming home, right? Uh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Man, so I, I know you were able to hear a little bit about my introduction here. So tell everybody that uh, that maybe has not been following the show, missed our, our season one and part of season two when you were with us. Tell them a little bit of refresh their memories about who you are, where you came from. And I know you've been in the industry and doing things for more than 20 years. But now that we've revolutionized kayak fishing, thanks to you and, and some other people, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, uh, so I started kayak fishing in 2003, uh, so I've been doing this a long time. 
Uh, I fished uh, six and a half years in a Pelican Ram X Endeavor sit inside recreational kayak. Um, uh, for those of you who have not met me in person, I'm 6'2". Um, I was a little bit lighter when I was doing that. Um, but in a nine-foot kayak and you sit in the middle of it, you can imagine what my legs were doing. <laughs> uh, all crunched up inside that thing. And so uh, it was a means, that, you know, it was it was a means to get off the bank. And right. um, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of what it is for a lot of us. Uh, not everybody comes in from bass boat fishing or anything like that. Um, and so kayak fished and really didn't see anybody else kayak fishing in the area of Texas I was in until probably, ooh, wow, uh, 2007, 2008, I started seeing some other kayaks pop up, um, and quickly was like, Hey, uh, do you want to be friends? Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. They, they liked what I liked and there wasn't many of us. So we figured we should stick together. Um, and so I did, did that for a while. And then, um, you know, in my day to day job for quite a while now, I work in a, um, in a healthcare system and running clinics and urgent cares and hospitals and stuff like that. And finished my master's degree in 2012. And it was a lot of writing very quick. I finished the master's degree in 16 months because I needed to be done with it. So my wife would right. start her program. So I'm, I'm writing 35, 40 pages a day and, or a week, not a day. A day would be insane. Um, yeah, a week. And so I finished that degree in August of 2012. And I found myself, I really liked the writing process. It had become a rhythm. And so... I was looking for an outlet. My wife was like, well, they say you should write about what you know. And I was like, well, outside of my job, really, the only thing I know is fishing. She's like, well, write about fishing and kayak fishing. So I started a little blog called Payne's Paddlefish um, and started doing reviews uh, because I felt like all of the reviews that I were seeing were basically glorified sponsor posts. Um, and a lot of the fishing forums were full of, it, it was all fluff and no real feedback. And after right. I, after I purchased a kayak that everybody recommended and had super high reviews, uh, and for those who are wondering, it was a heritage pro fisherman 14, um, which was 14 feet long. Um, and it was 26 and a half inches wide. Uh, and so not really made for what I was wanting it to do, but everybody's yeah. like, oh, it, it's super fast. It's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. And, and I was like, okay, I got to get it. I found a great deal on it and I bought it. I took it out to the ramp, uh, three paddle strokes off the bank. I flipped it. Um, I tried to get back to the bank two paddle strokes later. I flipped it again. I managed to get it back on the bank. I loaded it on my truck and I immediately posted it to sell. Um, I was like, this is stupid. Everybody was like, it's the greatest thing because everybody has, you know, commonality biases and, and everything. And it's like, well, I have one. And so I think they're awesome, but there was no real information on it. And so I started posting these reviews about different stuff. And I started posting reviews about the differences between different products. Like I remember I got into uh, LED lights on kayaks very early. Um, I outfitted in, oh gosh, in 2012, I outfitted a 2009 Cobra Navigator, uh, which is the hatchless version of the Cobra Fishing Dive, which everybody on the Texas coast was using to run baits out past the uh, fourth sandbar for land-based shark fishing. Um, and um, rigged it out, made a lot of mistakes, and wrote about it. Started sharing my experiences. Hey, don't do this dumb stuff. And I... I decided I needed lights on it. And so I put some blue water LED lights, which was the only name in the game, basically, um, at that point in time, and got a call from Des Davis at Supernova. Right. And Des was like, hey, man, I've got a product that I think is superior to that. I would love for you to test them out, compare them, and talk about the differences. Um, and that's where I learned about the differences between 3820 and 5050. And basically you're talking about the size of the light diodes in each of the different things. And the bigger the light diode, the more light that's emitted from them. And 
all of the electric electrical engineering that goes into all of that stuff and uh, so i ended up putting supernovas on a couple of my boats and was writing about that through the process uh chad hoover reached out um, and was like hey i've seen your reviews you do some pretty good stuff uh can i send you something to review i want to see how you do with it um because i think i could use some reviews like this for my website for hook one and uh, which was a kayak shop that he owned and right. um i said sure yeah absolutely so he sent me some little rubber gaskets for they were scotty fishing gears so the old scotty rod holders they basically had like eight positions well sometimes you need to tweak it to an in-between so they made these basically i guess gaskets is what you would call them um that detooth those so that you could you had squeeze full range of yeah. motion yeah right right um and so i wrote about that i wrote 700 words on the things i liked about it the things that i thought they could tweak on it and final thoughts and that kind of was where that um review style came from for me and so every one of my reviews has the stuff i like the stuff that i would recommend maybe a change or a rethink on and then my final thoughts you know would i buy this again with my own money um and so that kind of started this whirlwind i mean it started with that little rubber gasket gear um and very quickly turned into reviewing every kayak on the market uh i started working with different dealers who had access to kayaks and they're like yeah come pick one up try it out i was like honestly i only need about 30 minutes on the water with it to really decide what it is because i've been in enough kayaks by that point i've been kayaking 10 years so right. I, I i knew what was good and what wasn't pretty quick and uh man we just uh we we did that thing for quite a while and then i think uh uh fishing these uh fish uh, well not fishing the tournaments but running the uh kbf tournaments and stuff you know there's a lot of time where you're sitting in a room with four or five other people and you were just brainstorming things that would be cool uh right. for the for the industry <laughs> And so I had this idea. I was like, you know, it'd be cool if we had a kayak fishing magazine, uh, but not like a print one, like a digital one. So people didn't have to buy it. And we just like they could just click on the download link and then they'd have it. And it would be cool if like we could put all my buddies in it and pictures of their kids and their fish and have them write articles uh, because there's a lot of people that were reaching out that wanted to write articles. Yeah. And so we just really made it a a community type thing um we we were able to really fundraise through the selling of digital ads um right. and you know had had some great support from the kayak community and um and the, and so we did that for for a while uh we did that uh, i think three years and it was it was getting kind of uh I don't know. It was getting harder and harder uh, to have people. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings for just about everything for shooting hunting and the outdoors check out midwayusa.com when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply who wanted to contribute and i was really getting tired of chasing people down to continue to do this free thing and the engagement and stuff like that garage door uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the engagement and all of that was uh was great uh for the first two years and the third year i think it started to die down and people started to they were like well if it's not a video i don't want to really read anything and 
you know, we entered this kind of caveman thing where if it wasn't on a YouTube video, nobody was going to freaking do anything with it. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to focus on some other stuff. Uh, so I, as we were heading out, I, I sold the magazine off and um, started up Paint Outdoors, uh, did reviews and consulting through that, got to work with a lot of cool companies, uh, Costa, Yeti, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, um, a, a bunch of kayak manufacturers and things. Got to design some stuff that my name won't officially appear on, but I received a check uh, to awesome. <laughs> to work work on with them, uh, which that was a fine and okay deal by me. Um, and um, and so I still have Paint Outdoors, and it's still out there, and that's where most people know me from. But uh, we started a soft plastics business during COVID. Um, because I had some, uh, I had some good friends here who had a soft plastics business who were doing it. And I was like, Hey, can I come out and learn from you? They're like, yeah, sure. And I ended up helping them for an entire year, um, based on paid, just apprenticing under them, learning how to do all of this stuff. And they were slowing down and they came to me and were like, you know, you're, you are plenty good at this and you have, you have some people that follow you. Like you have a customer base out there. You should do your own thing. And I was like, well, you know, you're kind of in this market and I don't want to infringe upon, you know, all right. of your goodwill and everything you've shown me. And they're like, no, 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 no. You don't worry about that. And so what we've kind of done is we talked about it and we agreed that we would never sell the same mold. And so we still to this day, talk to each other about what molds we're selling or thinking about buying. That's cool. And, and so we don't sell the same molds. So people can buy from both of us, feel good. You know, if one of us has something, the other one doesn't. And they're great people. They, uh, they're uh, officers in our Heroes on the Water chapter. We do a ton of fundraising stuff together, charity events, um, uh, RPG Outdoors, and uh, Robert and Angela. They're fantastic people. And they taught me, they taught me so much of what I know in my base. So we were selling soft plastics on paint outdoors, but the problem was um, the SEO was not picking up on the bait store stuff because it was buried inside the domain that had all of this content, all this years, years of content on it. And it was, Google was not picking it up. And so, I mean, it kind of was, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I need a domain and I need a name for a plastics company and I need to do this. And I'm just, I can't remember where I was sitting. Like if I was sitting in the bed watching a game or in the shower or walking down the street and stub my toe, I can't remember. But I'm like, I mean, what is like the perfect name for a bait company? It was like Big Lake Bait. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like there is no way that this name is available for a bait company. And so I went and Googled it and it's like, you can buy this domain for, a penny or whatever it was or a dollar or something like that. It was some stupid amount. I was like, okay, well I'm buying it. Click. Yeah. Like, yeah. No doubt. Bought it. I was like, okay, now I've got to think about logo and I've got to think about branding and I've got to think about SEO and web design and all this stuff. But it was just kind of one of those lightning bolt things that came to me. And so we moved, I just recently decommissioned the paint outdoors plastic store and pulled everything over to big Lake bait. Um, and, and so we've done that. And then I don't know, maybe six months ago, maybe not even that long. Um, I saw a mold that I really liked from angling AI that came out. Oh, that's their G five mold. And I was like, man, that is a cool looking body style. I would love to fish one of those. So I ordered a mold and started watching every youtube video i could find from uh johnny sweet to uh angling ai world's worst fishing all these guys who teach you how to pour open pour baits and have burned through uh probably 20 gallons of plastic learning how to do this um, <laughs> that's awesome yeah it it is uh it has evolved into a a, a beast um, because now I have a vacuum chamber. Now I have plastisol mixers. Now I have, uh, I have, um, hardeners and softeners so I can change the durometer of the plastic to make it swim how I want it to swim. 
Um, I've got colors like my whole back wall here is colors and pearl pigments and flake and and everything. And and business has been good. I've I've struggled to keep up with it. Honestly, um, you can kind of see behind me. Yeah, so it's empty. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, I, that's one of the things that you were talking about when, when I was, we were sitting down there drinking coffee. Um, you were talking yeah. about how when when it was everything was on paint outdoors, you know, you had to it, it struggled. But when you moved, like you said, in in the two or three years you were selling on paint outdoors, you outsold that in seven or eight months at Big Lake Bait Company. So yeah, I, I surpassed everything I did. And sometimes you know it is about. Um, it's about using your technology to your advantage. It doesn't matter how good your product is. If the world never sees it, right. Um, they're not going to buy it because they don't know that it exists. Hey, oh, hey, speaking so of, cool. speaking of seeing it, st step up a little closer to there and show what's that. What's that? So I just pulled this out. I'm working on a saltwater, uh, a saltwater swim bait for one of my buddies. And this is a color he asked me to try it. So this is a, this is bone uh, with a um, clear and silver and holographic. Okay. Yeah. With black so, flake? Yeah, it's got black flake. It's got silver flake. It's got holographic flake and then a bone top on it. So uh, it mimics sweet. a, a saltwater bait. Yeah. And the trout, the Texas trout freaking love it. They will munch it. Um, so that's the first one of those I made. Actually, this is the first time anybody's seeing it. Like my customer hasn't even seen it yet. <laughs> so nice. Um, so that's that's that. And then we've got you know we have we have you know traditional traditional stuff that we do. You know we've got our you know our angry anchor. We've got our gilly. Uh, we've got ten inch worms. Uh, we have we have some monster baits too. Uh, so you know, our little 10 inch worms. Then I've got a, an 11 inch uh, lizard uh, that is a monster lizard. Uh, I've got six inch lizards, four and a half inch lizards. Um, I, and we make swim baits in, in every, every kind of color imaginable. And so, you know, we, we start playing with these, with these colors that kind of mimic a rainbow trout and we can play with different throat colorations. We've got color blends that I keep showing this the wrong way that look a certain way and in the light. And then when they're not in the light, they completely morph the color morphs. Um, and then I've been working on uh, a crappie, uh, a mimic, a white crappie for like Lake Fork where those guys just really much uh, crappie and big body styles. We've got smaller stuff. Uh, so I also have this mold in a four inch. And so nice. for the guys who are not up there and not wanting to throw five inch and they want to throw like a four inch swim bait on maybe some heavier spinning gear or, you know, a medium action uh, casting rod. Uh, we've got four inch swim baits and like, I'm telling you the color, the color combinations are just absolutely endless. They, they do all kinds of stuff. Like how about, how about rose, rose gold and clear. Nice. Like, there, there, and this is stuff. All the stuff that we're making, you you can't find it. In no, a it's store. it's custom. It you you make all custom. I was showing those a lot of the guys here on on the screen here with your big lake bait company where you got some videos up. Actually, right now it's showing you pouring some stuff yeah. from a post on December fourth. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool how you how that gets done. So guys, make sure you go check out. Bait Lake, Big Lake Bait Company's Facebook page, and um, in the com in the in the link on the show, you'll have his his TikTok feed. He does a lot of his videos, uh, uh, work yep. videos on TikTok. If you're a TikToker, look him up, and um, but uh, go to his yep. website too and take a look at what you can uh, buy. And you might talk to him about your. your your specials with your shipping. Uh, that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Yeah. So we do flat rate shipping. It's $5 no matter what you order. So if you only order one pack of bait, so all of our baits, the quantities are modified, but all of our baits are $5 a pack and everything ships for $5 flat. 
like five bucks. And so if you order one bag of baits, it's going to be a $10 bag of baits. But if you order 20 bags of baits, it's only going to cost you $5 to ship it. And so it's, it encourages quantity buying a little more and yes, you know, it, you know, it helps out. Um, but if you wanted to try something or if you've got a custom in mind that you're like, you know what, I've really always wanted a X, Y, Z. And I, I can, I'm happy to try it. Like I, like we do some absolute dumb crap uh, just to see what we can do. So I had a bunch of people tell me, Hey, you should try painting pigment and, and capsule pours and stuff like that. So we've got some absolute goofball looking, uh, patterns that just have all kinds of colors in them and, you know, weird stuff because it's all in learning and trying new techniques. Uh, we've got, we've got some weird kind of darker copper and black, uh, kind of burbot, uh, looking stuff. Um, I've made a, a purple shad. So we call it the grape shad. Um, I've actually fished this one. You can see the hook right there. Um, but we try all of these out. Uh, we try all of our colors out. I do not list. Um, I do not list, but I think it's three colorways, three kind of standard colorways on the website. Um, so it's encouraging. There is an email form at the bottom. If you want something custom, you can email me, you can call me, you can message me, whatever. I want to make it. I want you to love it. No doubt. I know the West Virginia boys keep you busy. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Michael, uh, Michael's order is finally ready after all the cold and everything. Like it's raining here again. Um, but after, after all the cold and having to let everything set up properly so we didn't get a bunch of dents and a bunch of air pockets and weird, weird stuff, uh, we're finally up and rolling again. So Michael's order will actually ship out tomorrow. He's been waiting extra patient for that. Um, and then I've got, I've got a bunch going out in Texas and a bunch going to guys who are fishing uh, some of the DOS stuff. Um, so it's going to be a busy few weeks. It's, uh, it's been hard for me to keep the pegs uh, full, which is a good problem to have. <laughs> That's a good problem. That's a good um, problem. Yeah. So well, let's take um, a quick break and then we'll move on. I know you've been uh, burning some, so we'll take a quick break and then we'll pack back, pack back, pop back on and talk about that. All right. Feel free kayaks, paddle, pedal, or power. Something for everyone. Dubro Fishing, marine products for fresh or saltwater adventures. Z-Pro Lithium, serious power for serious anglers. Big Lake Bay Company, Texas's number one custom soft plastics. Hey guys, uh, thank you for uh, hanging out with us here on the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. Second half of the show is about to kick off. Um, we just did 30 minutes talking with Chris. Got a rundown on his history. And now that we've uh, got caught up to present, uh, we're going to watch, get back with Chris and talk about uh, the baits that he's just poured, uh, his techniques, and uh, you never know. You'll see what he's got to say. Welcome back, Big Daddy. Hey, thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, yeah, we're just um, – so right now I'm doing open pour swim baits, which uh, I use – aluminum molds because they are more consistent every time there's less breakage and stuff like that um and i need to reheat this plastic but um so there's a few things about open pores that i learned the hard way uh my first actually i have my first swim bait that i poured and it looks okay to the untrained eye um so this is it right here Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. And I... I put it on, uh, I can't remember what it was, uh, but it was kind of my first 
my first video and I, I put it out and was like, Hey, just for my first swim bait. And I had a few pretty well-known swim bait pourers reach out and we're like, Hey, it's cool. Um, but there are some definite things you can improve on here. Um, and they proceeded to let me know and teach me. Um, so when you look real close at this, you can see some different cracks that look like veins. So yeah. Those are called cold cracks. And the problem with a cold crack is when you have cold cracks, you see that split open like that. Right. Right. When a, when a bass hits it, it will shred that bait. It will rip it right in half. It'll rip all of the different sections of color. It'll, it'll rip them right, right in half. And so that is because you have to keep your mold at temp for everything to blend like it needs to blend. You don't have to worry about that with injection because you're typically shooting one or two colors at the same time, at the same temp into a mold, boom, and you're done. When you're hand pouring, and I've got some plastic about to come out. I'm going to pour a straight bone swim bait uh, here while we're talking. Um, there are so many things at play. Um, bubbles in any kind of thing that is translucent are going to show up, and they're going to they're going to look goofy. You be like, like did this swim bait fart? Like what's going on? <laughs> why why are there why are there all these bubbles in this? You um, would have to say that, you know, that's, that's my uh, weakness is fart jokes. Well, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> know your audience, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I should probably have my respirator on right now. This thing is smoking. Um, yeah, you can see what, it. You can see it through the camera. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's coming up. Um, but what, what you have to do is you have to make sure you get those bubbles out. So that's where the vacuum chamber comes in handy. So you degas your plastisol before and after you heat it. And then once the bubbles are out of it, then you can reheat it and it's not a problem. Um, so this is degas plastisol. I had to degas some earlier and it made a huge mess. Um, but once you've got it degassed, then you have to pour it and you have to make sure you're evenly pouring throughout your whole bait. And so I start at the tail so that I can make sure I don't have any gaps. And you have to pour slowly. You cannot pour this fast or you will get splatter and splash everywhere. And you have to have a pretty steady hand. So if you get the shakes or you drink too much caffeine, this is probably not a hobby for you. Uh, yeah. But we basically pour up the mold all the way to the top and we slow down and work our way to the back to make sure everything fills in, including the top of the tail. And then we run that. And what you are supposed to do, I just messed that up. See how easy it is to mess up. Um, what you're supposed to do is you have to have this hot plate on. You want your mold warm because if your mold is cold, when you put the hot plastic in it, it will cave in the entire top of it, it like a huge cave in, um, which if it's a little bit of a cave in, it's not a problem because it'll kind of hide your hook as it's in there. If it's a monster right. cave in, it's going to cause a problem. So, like this would be considered a monster cave-in. Oh, yeah. That? Yeah, right? So this was a, a super early pour um, where I didn't have a hot plate yet uh, that was keeping my molds at temp. I didn't have a degasser, and I poured it, and then it cured real quick, and it just sucks down in. So, I mean, we know about liquids. When they become solid, they condense, right? The molecules get closer together. Plastic I know when you're – no difference. I know there was a, a – a video earlier that I, when I we were talking that I on your Facebook page of that debubbler or uh, whatever yeah. you call it. Um, yeah, the but I, I think it's yeah the vacuum chamber. It's played through now, so I, I can't find it. But uh, um, it was pretty cool. I was going to show it to the folks there. So what I'm doing right now is I'm just eating up my mold since I can't run. Uh, since I can't run my hot plate and keep the electricity on while I'm also running the microwave and the vacuum chamber and the heater, um, I'm using a, a torch to warm this up and that keeps the liquid uh, flowing so that it doesn't uh, clump up and condense too quickly and that will allow me to trim this out. Now in this video here, Chris, is that your hot plate in the background right there? Yes. 
It sure is. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's just a, a little Presto hot plate. You normally would use them for like making pancakes or bacon or something if you didn't want to make them in a cast iron for some reason. Um, and and so uh, they're super affordable. It's probably one of the cheapest things that you can buy to do this. And, um, and you just put your put your molds. I typically stack four molds and pour four baits at a time so that my colors are consistent. Right. Um, and you just put them on there and and then let it it'll it'll sit. Now the hardest the hardest thing about this is when you're pouring open pour molds and you're keeping them at temp is then letting them cool off so that you can actually demold them uh, and letting them set. And so the most amount of time you spend is actually waiting on your molds to cool. Um, and if you cool them too fast. Like there are people who have water injection systems and stuff so they can cool their molds faster. It'll pucker that plastic. And so in order to have smooth top baits, in order to have baits that, you know, are consistent all the way through that don't get cold cracks and don't do and don't pucker, you, you've got to let it take the time that it takes. And so what a lot of people are doing is they're buying multiples of these molds. And so if you're pouring one at a time, and you've got 10 minutes of cool time to be able to get it to where you can take it out. Well, you're making six baits an hour. If yeah, you we're... have four molds, your, your cool time is the same. And now you're making 24 baits an hour. Uh, and so multiple molds is the key to an open pour thing. Um, ours, our five inch baits, there's two of them to a pack. But we make it with our with the same plastic that we make our Cinco's with, so they are rigid. So for those of you that have fished uh, big lake baits or pan outdoors plastics, you know those are not one fish baits. Um, yeah, no, I, no. I, I've caught dozens of fish on one of these uh, one single swim bait. Well, that's just like I was telling you. I, I'm going to have to probably replenish my lizard order from three years ago that we. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, because yeah, that's what we you know. It was three years ago, I got a twenty pack. You yeah. made you made me a twenty pack, and I mean, I I used the hell out of those things. You infused them with. I'm gonna tell yeah. a little secret Cajun. on my Johnny <laughs> little <Yeah>. Cajun, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, a little Cajun seasoning and the uh, uh, those West Virginia fish. You know, my honey holes back in the swamp. You know, the the marshland here that the, they did well. So. But, they like that crawfish boil. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I think I can probably take this uh, bone swim bait out of here. Um, I think it's cooled enough, not running the hot plate. Um, I can probably do it without burning myself. I think. Um, and I think my top's set enough. It's it's got a tiny pucker to it, but we got to play by the rules of the electricity. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, this is exactly what I was looking for. Um, let me show you this thing. So if you want to talk about a bone swim bait. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Right. And so we can put, we put eyes in it. Eyes go in the sockets before they come out. And those are put on uh, with a Loctite gel. So they they may come off it doesn't make a huge difference to the fish unless you're fishing in super clear water and they're super super finicky but um like 99 percent of the time like they don't care whether the eyes are on it it catches more fishermen than fish um but that is a that is a five inch bone swim bait that's the first one we've made that that may have to become a standard color john i wish you could see this because uh what i've done with this bone is it's not a flat bone it's got a little bit of snow shine sparkle in it too, so it will oh, catch okay. the light. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's really hard to see on camera, but you can definitely see it in person. You're like, oh, that thing is shiny. Um, but reflect it, reflect is it reflective so it'll catch more light? Uh, yeah. Basically, we put that in there so that it will catch it will catch light uh, in clear water. It'll definitely catch their attention. Good deal. So, I like it. Um, you know, we, uh, so two baits, uh, for five bucks in the five inch, there's three baits in the four inch. Um, so you get th 
three of those dudes for five bucks. Um, we, we do tons of, tons of custom color. Probably our best seller is actually baby bass. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of those. Yep, yep. So, so baby bass does something different than, than a lot of the other colors. So like the, uh, the purple haze colors, um, with the green and the, and the pearlescent purple in the bottom that uh, you'll have to go watch my TikTok to see these, what they do in the light. But, um, but that color catches fish of all sizes. Um, the baby bass, um, I think the bass recognize it as a pattern and typically the smaller bass won't hit it. Um, but you know, if something does hit it, it's either a really, really angry or B it's a better fish. Um, because I've, I've already just in the testing. So those have only been live maybe two months and yeah. I've already caught fish over 20 inches on it. I just am not How, publishing those pictures quite yet. <laughs> say, say that again. Cause I think you, you froze up a little bit. I've caught, caught multiple fish over 20 inches on the baby bass one. So, um, we're not going to release those pictures quite yet. Um, because <laughs> they are locationally public uh so yeah. people would know um so we're gonna hang on to that in case i fish a couple of tournaments uh this this spring um but just i i don't know i don't know of anybody doing baits that are this custom at this low of a price i don't know anybody that does it and my boy, the beast there says great looking baits from Matt Gibson, Indiana. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that, Matt. Yeah. And I'm not going to sell you something I wouldn't fish. So if you come up with a crazy pattern and, and you spend 10 bucks with me and you're like, Hey, send me two packs of those or whatever. And, um, whatnot. And, and I mix them up and I make them and everything. And I'm like, I don't think I would throw this. I'm going to get in contact with you and be like, do you want me to send these? Because I have, I actually have some up here um, that I made that are, I was trying to match a color for a guy and it just, I never, I never could do it. Uh, I kept going through and I wasn't, I either wasn't grasping what he was saying or whatever. So this was the first iteration it was a red blending into kind of a pinky gold to a, to a white pearl. And he's like, no, it's a lot more pink than that. And a little more red shad. And I, I kind of like the pink all the way down the body. And so then we end up with something like this. Um, and he's like, no, that's not it. And so then I started doing uh, what I call hot drops uh, to try to just do a complete blend with everything hot. And everything, he's like, no, that's not it. And I was like, okay, Bubba, I don't think I'm your guy. I, yeah. I, if, if you can't send me a picture of what you want, I'm not able to, I, I don't think I can do it. Um, and I hate to do that. I've only done that twice in bait making. This is one of them. And the other one, I think I finally threw away that stupid worm. A guy sent me a color of, a blue colored worm that, I probably spent the better part of a hundred hours trying to match it and I never could match it. And I don't know if there was some kind of proprietary pearlescent pigment that they were using or something, but like only twice, only twice have I been stumped. I was going to um, say, I mean, I, those kind of times and put into that, I mean, whew. it becomes a challenge at that point. It's like, yeah, this is, this is not going to beat me. Um, you know, I, I, I like playing with stuff. Like I wanted to do a core shot copy or crappie. And so it's clear except for the white vein that goes through the middle of it and has black yeah. flake around it. Um, and did that without an injector being able to I was gonna say, is that, is that a three pour where you poured and you poured and you poured? Uh, yes. So okay. it is. Um, so you pour the, pour the belly, then you pull the core and then you pour the top. Um, but it's also a capsule pour. So right. all of the flake is in the outside of the bait. Um, it's a it's a different it's a different technique. I was glad to learn it and play with it because I've been able to utilize that in some of the other stuff that we're making. Folks, if you're and what I'm referring to there, uh, I think I broke out. Yeah, here I'm back. So what I'm referring to with the three pours, you have to go watch some of Chris's videos where he is 
made additional, he'll pour a little bit into his mold and then he'll change his colors and pour a different color on top of it where they blend together. So, yeah. So for example, what we would do is this mold has two sides to it, but this is just half of it. So you can see it. We would just pour up to about that line with one color. And then we have to let that cure. And then we have to let the mold come back up to temp. Then once the mold comes back up to temp, then we're pouring just the middle line that you saw there, that white line that you saw. And then we have to let that combine with the bottom layer, bring the mold back up to temp, and then we have to pour the top layer. And everything is about temperature and heat and controlling it all, or, or you'll get cold cracks, you'll get splits. Uh, I've done a lot of uh, like bluegill patterns and stuff like that, that, that may have as many as 12 colors in them. Um, and if everything is not brought up to temp, like one of the first ones that I poured, I poured an orange gill uh, on the side of it. And I didn't bring that back up to temp when I blended the blue and everything. And after all was said and done and I'm holding that bait, I saw that cold crack along that edge and you could just peel that orange gill right off. Right of off. Right off of it. And I'm like, nope, that's never going out. Uh, so huh. I went back to the drawing board and, and just, just keep hammering at it to make sure that we can get something, you know, that, that is going to hold together because if I wouldn't fish it, I sure don't want you fishing. Yeah. That is, and now I'll take it. That's the, why the, the hot plate came into play. Yep. Absolutely. It's the only yeah. way to keep that stuff because I tried it with the torch and it, it just was not, was not working. And, and you can tell, I mean, like if you get distracted or your hand gets messed up, like this is, this is one I was messing with. I over poured it and it started to overrun. Yep. I, so I could save that for a personal stash. Like I would heat up the hot plate and I would run this across and it would melt away that plastic and I could use that bait. But I would never sell that to a customer. And there are a few places that do that. Um, but I never, never would sell uh, a hot slid uh, mold to, to a customer. Like I'm, I'm not interested. Like, I don't need the money that bad, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd rather have your friendship and your happiness from catching a good bass on a good bait uh, than just trying to take people's money and run and hide. Like, not interested. A little integrity and pride involved in what you do. That's all we got left, man. Yeah. Like, like when I'm gone, people are gonna, you know, they're gonna remember if I had integrity and character and pride and, you know, and what I'm doing. Oh, speak of the devil. Okay, you want to see a cold pour or a cold crack in action? Uh, so this is one that I was pouring earlier and got distracted, and then the power went out, and I couldn't remember. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Was. Okay, so you can see this top is this top is over poured, right? Right. Well, I I poured the very top of it because it was starting to dent in the top. Watch this. Yeah, come on, baby. You can, you can peel that whole layer right away. Man, Bro, just like that. And so, yeah. I, I mean, technically, that's a pretty flat that's, top. I was going to say, it's a nice looking bait. <laughs> that's a pretty usable bait, right? Yeah. Once you get the defect off. Um, yeah. But the problem is my top integrity is not, because it had a cold crack in it, is not going to be what I want, which means the hook is going to go through this a little bit easier, um, right. which means it's going to tear easier, which means fewer fish on that bait. That bait doesn't go as a paid order. It may go as a sample. You know, to the customer who wants to see them, but it's definitely not a pay to work. Right. I'm Will Cooper, host of Hunt Stand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from Hunt Stand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. So, yeah, I kind of like the way those look. Those look pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, cold crack in action right there. Boom. Just just peel that, <laughs> peel that booger right off. Just whoop. <laughs> so... so. Um, but yeah, I mean, so one more little thing, John, I've got tonight and I know I didn't run this by you, um, but we're working with some new folks this year and I wanted to go ahead and, uh, there'll be some formal announcement stuff coming out, 
uh, hopefully this weekend, if the weather clears enough for me to be able to get outside. Sweet. um, I, I am very, very happy and ecstatic to be working uh, with Michael G and the uh, team, including you at Z pro this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I was one of the early adopters. Michael reached out to me when they were still imposture and was like, Hey, uh, we've seen some stuff on batteries and senior reviews and stuff. Would you like put this through the ringer and see what you think? Um, and I still have that battery and still use that battery. Like outstanding these, these years later. Um, I didn't ever put the new badging on it because I was kind of like, this is OG. I kind of, I kind of dig it. Um, but we've got some bigger stuff we're doing. Uh, um, I, so I, I love my Jackson Kusa X. Absolutely love it. So I bought another one. So I have two. And I'm going to have one as my riverboat that doesn't have electronics on it. And then I'm going to have, uh, so I worked with uh, my team over at Yak Power uh, with John Jordan and, and his great team over there and uh, came up with a schematic for how we're going to build this out. And I'm going to build out a powered Kusa X. Um, I'm going simpler though. Um, so I'm going to set it up as a tiller steer stern mount trolling motor. Okay. Um, with uh, with a Z-Pro 50 amp hour powering that and then uh, running a 10 amp hour uh, for my electronics and my lights. Uh, so I'm going to have lights and we'll, we'll have it decked out. We'll have videos showing all of it as how to rig it up. Um, because I think what I was seeing in the market is it seemed like there was a great gap. Um, I was seeing tons and tons and tons of people either paddling, pedaling only. And then the motor guys seem to jump to, you know, an $1,800 or $2,500 motor. And I'm like, there's a whole lot of play in between that. Right. Uh, I bought a Newport Vessels uh, 55 uh, pound thrust. It's a kayak size shaft. uh, So it works great for the kayaks. It's a 24 inch shaft um, uh, for 160 bucks off of Amazon. Hey, let, um, let me run this by you. Um, yeah. Well, check with John. I think that's what his name is. See if yeah. he wants to come on and you guys talk about that. We talk about that. About Yak uh, Power and Yak Power. Yeah. As we're about to do, and we and we just you guys sit there and talk about it and, and tell everybody how and what they can expect. And um, I mean, yeah. it sounds like a really cool uh, conversation. I'd, I'd love to be listen to you guys talk about it. Yeah, and John, John's an old Cajun from Louisiana. He and I met before uh, Yak Power was ever um, – well, he, he, he speaks more properly than most, uh, most Cajuns, I know. But, um, but he, um, he and I sat down and talked about uh, Yak Power before Yak Power was Yak Power. We were both working with Bass Pro on some projects, and um, he drove to me from Shreveport, Louisiana – and we sat in a hotel room lobby or a hotel lobby, I guess not a hotel room lobby, uh, a hotel lobby for what we had planned for an hour. It ended up going four and a half hours. Um, and basically if there, there are so many different ways to use yak power um, to, you know, run lights and electric. Oh, look, who's that guy? I don't know, oh. but that, the Yak Power is showing some. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look! Hey, look! Hey, look at that pegboard back here. Yeah, I know that was back when we actually had baits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we're um, so yeah. That so that's what I was talking about there. So Yak Power, we're constantly looking to do new things. So they have uh, they have a 360 light that also allows you a USB to plug into your power port. Um, and it has a stand for it that, so it's a 360 light and has a stand to hook up your GoPro to that gives you all day power. Um, it has, so like the thing you're seeing there is a phone charger, right? That's, that's the, you know, uh, what are they using that them? magnetic type thing? Yeah. The, the, the Wi-Fi. Yeah, this, yeah. And so it's got a tight grip mounts to track, um, I love plugs, it. Into love your, it. plugs into your stuff. And so you can keep that phone charged all day. Um, you know, they've got a standard 360 light, they've got LED lights, they've got nav lights, they've got, you know, all the kind of different things. But the important thing is, is like, it's, it's more than just lights, right? 
it's an electrical system. It's not really about lights. They offer lights. They make fantastic lights. Um, and they're plug and play. So if one of them goes out, like you don't have to rip out all your wiring. Um, they use a 3.5 millimeter plug-in uh, into a receptacle that's waterproof. Um, and so you don't have to worry about shorts and all of that stuff. Um, and they plug into um, their switching system. And, you know, the switching system I use is a five port because you can use multiple wires to connect different stuff. I feel like I only, I only need five ports, um, but it's wireless. You can put it on a dongle. And so I can control my lights. Um, it, it's Bluetooth as well. I can nice. control my lights from my phone or from, from the dongle that I have that's on a lanyard. And so if I am, if, you know, I forget to turn on my lights. If I get, make it all the way back up the boat ramp and I've forgotten to turn on my lights on my boat and somebody else is going back down there, I just turn around with the dog and like, boop, boop, and then boom, lights the whole thing up. I got a sweet running over my boat. Um, and you can, you can connect so many different things to it. And, you know, you choose the battery source and, and all of that and, and run it how you want to run it. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 great stuff. Uh, Yak Power is uh, you can find it in Bass Pro and Cabela's. Uh, a lot of your uh, a lot of your paddle shops carry it um, or can get it if they don't carry it uh, and you want them to carry it. Just reach out to me and I can get you in touch with John and uh, and the team. Or there's actually a on the Yak Power website. There's a, a vendor or not a vendor application. A dealer a dealer application. application. Yeah. Nice. And, and so, you know, you can, you can get it too. And it's, and it's standard pricing. So you don't have to worry about, you know, competing with, you know, Bass Pro and Cabela's on the big box. Like the price is fixed across the board. Um, if they, if it's sold on Amazon, if it's sold on the Yak Power site, if it's sold at Bass Pro, if it's sold at Mariner Sales or TG Canoe and Kayaks, it's the same price everywhere. Speaking um, of sales, can you stop right there and bend down just a little bit? Bend down. Turn your head that way. Oh, you guys, you guys see the other way. Turn that head the other way. See that nice rusty hook emblem on his hat, and there you is. can see that oh. you can see that paddle and fin emblem on my hat. Well, those hats were made by these folks here in West Virginia, Woodyard Creations. I am not sponsored by these folks, but I enjoyed what they do for us, did for me, and I just wanted to share their page. It's Woodyard Creations. Uh, they're just down the road here in West Virginia. They make a lot of stuff, as you can see on their page here, with wood, and they do engraved leather hats. Pretty cool stuff. Go check out their page. So, Yeah, and this is uh, – so So let me talk about this hat for a second, right? Um, so that is a leather patch. Yeah. And that is, that is like – that's like on there. Like this is not – this is not just like a stupid little – iron on or super glue or anything like that like this is a forever hat and this is a richardson 112 like right. they're, they're not playing around this is not a super knockoff you know four dollar hat that they sell for 40 bucks like this is like the blank of this hat is is like 14 dollars wholesale if you buy a crap ton of them right and then you've got leather you've got the engraving you've got the application you've got all of that like it's a it's a dang good hat. Um, yeah, I'm 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 impressed with them. I've got the I've got this one. I've got my one right here from. I had to make three. I had a we where we have an emblem at Feel Free Kayaks. It's an F three hat. Yep, so, yep. and it looks good on that black. But they can they can do the the silver that you see inside. It can be any color that matches the hat. It's pretty cool. They they got yep. pretty cool work. So. Anyway, hey man, nothing but love for you. We've been chatting yeah. for an hour, which don't seem like that long. It's been awesome. So uh, <laughs> we'll try to do it again. If you let me know when you're free again, we'll do it next, again next Tuesday. You whatever yeah. you want to talk about, we'll talk about. Whatever you want to burn, we'll burn. And uh, sounds okay. good, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, and if there's anything that any of the people who are watching this, whether it be live or they're watching it later. Um, if you would leave a comment and tag me in the comment about what uh, what color profile you'd like to see in that swim bait, you know, a cool idea, then we'll do that next week. We'll make the cool, whatever cool color suggestion, we'll pick one of those to make next week.
you never know. You might uh, have the opportunity to win what he makes. So you just might. <laughs> Hey man, be blessed. Thank you. And I hope it, uh, hope the rain goes away and the weather gets better for you like it is up here. Yeah, appreciate it. Y'all have a talk good to one. you soon. All right. All right, guys. Thanks again for hanging out with us here on the Rusty Hook Hack Fishing Podcast, the season four, second episode, bringing back Chris Payne uh, from Payne Outdoors and Big Lake Bait Company. Make sure you go like, follow, and subscribe. Go hit some of these web pages up that we brought up today, these Facebook pages like Woodyard Creations, Yak Power, Big Lake Bait, Paint Outdoors. Make sure you go check out Paddle and Finn. Hit that like and subscribe. And, of course, the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. I'm John Rapp. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Be blessed. And, as always, in the wintertime, cold water, wear the appropriate clothing, and always wear your PFD.